Great coffee. Edinburgh. Edinburgh has horrible coffee, and I'm embarrassed for them. And food, right? They had great food, but really? horrible coffee. Oh, yeah. Great food. Yeah. yeah. A lot of fantastic food. Really? Yeah. Huh. How about it? Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast from independent validator teams. Welcome to Game of Notes, a weekly podcast from independent validator teams. And uh, Schultz's busy defending the honour of all of Scotland, as far as I can tell. <laughs> he is. After the, after the Schultz's European tour, which has just concluded, um, if he didn't come to your city, hard luck. <laughs> wait till uh, the next album cycle. Next, um, next go around, maybe. Yeah, next go around when that finally releases that that uh, what's it? What was that? Oh God, what was that one called that never got released by that fucking shitty band, uh, Chinese Democracy? When he finally comes out with the Chinese Democracy double double LP, uh, maybe you'll you'll get him visiting your city and playing the Enorma Dome outside of town. <clears throat> um, you better hope not. Yeah, there was a missed opportunity there for some kind of Duke Fame reference, but I um haven't haven't got it haven't got it uh i sat down the other day to, um and i noticed that um spinal tap was on iplayer oh and i watched the, i was like uh just gonna, i like kind of put it on almost as a joke like just in the living room i was like i was like oh spinal tap's on let's put it on and then um i just ended up sat, sitting down and watching the entire thing and if you like, catch oh. that movie anyway you're watching the whole thing yeah, exactly. You see the first two yeah. minutes, and you're just like, but, exactly. uh, yeah, "Yeah, this is this is the greatest comedy ever made." Fair enough. I had the same thing with the, um, I watched, I watched uh, Fight Club this week too. Same thing, like it just it was just on, and that movie for some reason I don't know. Anytime I anytime that thing's on, I just watch the whole damn thing. The pacing's just it, there are some films that just have very good natural pacing, mm-hmm. and you just you start watching. Like, do you know what? Um, I find that with Saving Private Ryan. Like, if you put on the first, yeah, I mean, obviously because the first scene is so dynamic as well like the way it's shot yeah. and everything but it's yeah, like and, an and hour the first scene is a fucking hour long yeah <laughs> it well is. yeah 45 minutes yeah but like it it's like maybe an hour before the pace drops and then i i don't even, don't even know how many times i've watched the first hour of saving private ryan and then the first time the pace drops just been like holy shit have i just been sat here watching saving private ryan again i'm gonna go do something else because i you know like i know what happens at this point yeah whatever the fuck it is yeah <laughs> um there's a bunch of movies but, like yeah, that. Yeah. Blues Brothers um, is always like that for me. After that time, I always watch it. Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. I don't know. I it's just from like childhood or something, but I watched that when I was a kid and I can I know that whole damn movie. It's I also, can't sit through it. Really? It's also a Chicago movie, so maybe that's maybe that's part of it too. It's a bit uh, overly yeah. long, I think. Yeah? Is it? I yeah, it could know. do with a little I couldn't even tell you how long it is. There's something about it that I just can't sit through. Like the humor doesn't doesn't hit for me or something, where I just have to like I've seen it, I've tried to push through it. Each time I'm like no, fuck this. Really? No. Oh. Yeah. Pacing's really good in uh, Bad Boy Bubby. <laughs> Is that a real movie? <laughs> yeah. 133 minutes. So Blues Brothers is only just over two hours long. Hmm. Um, waking Fright, cracking pacing on that one. Uh, very hard to not sit through that. Master oh, and no. Commander, don't know how many times I've thrown that one on and then just... Before you know it, you've you, you've got the what is it, Boccherini, um, cello and violin, um, uh, uh, con- concerto. What? I don't know duet. I guess that that closes out the uh, the film, and you're like, oh, how did we get here? Anyway, 
I can tell you one time, this is vaguely related, that I was done wrong uh, going to the movies. Uh, I want some friends to go see Les Mes, but they didn't tell me what it was beforehand. They were like, it's an action flick with Hugh Jackman and Anne Hathaway. Like, what can go wrong here? And I didn't do, I didn't look into this at all. And Les Mes is, of course, like a play, and it's like three and a half hours long. So like, and and what was it Russell Crowe? I think he, I think they named those three off, and they're like, it's gonna be, it's an action flick, it's gonna be awesome. That's like no. the longest movie I've ever sat through. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? How are we? What? It's the really brought me to this. It was at least it wasn't like War and Peace or something, you know. So was it Russell Crowe that's in the Continental, or was it someone else? No, he's not in the Continental. Who are you thinking the, about? Are you thinking about um? Uh, what's the other Auss- the Aussie one? Um, Mel Gibson. Oh, Eric Banner. No. No, Mel. It's Mel Gibson. Is that who you're talking about? Oh, Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Mel Gibson's Australian. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Actually, what? I think I think it's you it? don't know that Mel Gibson is Australian. I, I no, I don't know. I didn't really he's recognize it. Max. Well, I figured he's Australian right. for his historically accurate rendition of William Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, I mean. What to, to be fair, as turned, out, as turned out in the end of his career, when he kind of scandalized himself as as a bigot, you're like, "Hey, bigot, Australian." There we go. Checks out. Sorry, no. Was, I don't know if he's from the Russell Crowe. They did the. Um, there was this video. I can't remember what it, what it was. But Russell Crowe is like, the fighting around the world. Mel Gibson's the anti-Semite. It's that way around. Yeah, so <laughs> there's, right. there's like this video of Russell Crowe like cruising around on a boat, fighting everyone. It's like a it, yeah, it's, South Park. Oh, it's South Park, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah South <laughs> Park. They they have a they have a theme uh, a theme tune as well. And like, did, I can't remember it, is, but I remember it ends with fighting around the world. And yeah. So yeah. so have any of you seen that bad boy, Bubby? No. no. Oh, it's a wild movie. Is that a real movie? <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, so I saw this movie when I was on SBS, which is like our government's free channel thing that they just put all this wild shit on in the middle of the night like it's got all the international movies and shit and uh so i was like 13 or so uh and i had i was like dismantling a fucking tv in my bedroom at like two in the morning um and this was on sbs (laughs) and uh my life was forever changed bad boy buddy damaged after this Is this Can another you summarize in like 15 seconds, like drill tweet kind of length, like why you were so shocked by this film? Well, looking at the, the front page of Bad Boy Bobby, that's kind of what I imagine drill looks like. Is that like main actor? <laughs> it's kind of uh, like I, I, it was a, I haven't watched this for a long time and I can't really explain it at all without ruining the plot. But basically there's like this guy and he's like, I don't know, 40 or 50. And he's like living at home in this apartment that he's never left it his entire life. His his mum is like kept in there, and uh, let's just say he's a little bit fucking weird. And then he finally oh, like, so it's kind of like you before you became a cosmos father later. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> you just you just you just like in your parents' basement, not allowed out, you know, whatever. And then you know everything changes. All you had to do is start making some blocks, right? Yeah. <laughs> Make them blocks, man. Just make it um, the, the blocks must go on, right? And so one day he like discovers that he can get out of the apartment and that shit exists outside of there. And it's you know it's his Ferris Bueller's day out. That sounds actually kind of fun. Yeah, it's kind of fucked. Like 
<laughs> I mean, from from a cursory glance at the Wikipedia page, it sounds fucked up and weird, and quite possibly the sort of thing that I would actually go and watch. So I'm going to maybe go and watch it. Well, I mean, yeah, there's there's choice sentences in here, like uh, he and his mother regularly have incestuous sex. Um, Bubby goes to the pub and fondles another woman. Uh, well, after all that time, yeah. <laughs> the there's just, um, you know, there are, you know, I think you get damaged just reading the uh, the plot on, <laughs> on Wikipedia. This actor's been it's, in some uh, fucked up movies. Anyway, too. I mean, it's, it's a wild movie, but can recommend, I guess. All right, I'm watching the trailer. I'm checking out for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, well, which ones you can report like back on that? Razzled hair and like this is, wrinkles this is, and shit. <laughs> this is my homework for this week. I, I will watch it this right. week. Yeah. In the meantime, while Schultz is doing that, let's do Drill Tweet of the Week. Uh, Noel, did you go last week? Did I go last week? I think you, you chose last week, didn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, so, no, I chose last so week. So, Surf, I think it's you, all right? So, say when. The better ones are in the back, right? Uh, there. Oh, you went too far. Oh, fucking earth lag. That's, that's the end of the book. Of light, oh, that was speed of light lag, though. No, I that was we got delayed. You got to back okay, it up. I'll, you got to back I'll it up. Go slow, I'll go slowly, okay? There. Wait, we are really lagged. <laughs> okay, so life hacks is the section. Do you want left page or right page? Right top. <laughs> that pick a good one. As usual. Okay, so this is a good one. Baths and showers are fucking stupid. Here's what you do. Get one of those big rotisserie ovens and rotate inside of it until you're dead. <laughs> okay. That's fucking great. <laughs> I feel like you was in a... It was not in a good place when he wrote that one. <laughs> that that one feels more like a cry for help than uh, an attempt at comedy, doesn't it? Um, I feel like you'd just, just gotten back from a viewing of Bad Boy Bubby. Yeah, just climbed straight into the rotisserie oven. <laughs> yeah. and, that's, and then that's how the police find him. That's right. Yeah. Um, DB, yeah. So um, I, I had a message from from uh, from friend of the podcast, uh, who I won't dox, uh, asking for tax advice the other day. Um, <laughs> he knows where to go. <laughs> um, to which I obviously replied, I'm not an accountant, but uh, uh, they're based in the UK. And so I sent over the... Um, the link to the crypto assets uh, handbook um, on HMRC issue was, I believe, resolved to everybody's satisfaction. But uh, the thing that was referred to, I've noticed this is in our news segment as well. Smooth segue. Um, with the reference was to the TIA tier airdrop, and I was like, "Thanks in advance." This is Africa. Like I would, I just. Do you ever remember that from um, from Blood Diamond when uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? Like, there's like DIA. <laughs> no, he, he says bro after the DIA. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> but I was just like, I was like, it's like, is there something going on to do with Blood Diamond that they were like, no, it's an airdrop? But I was like, what airdrop? They're like Celestia, and I was like, TIA. Like, you know, the what's the principal Skinner? You know, that am I so out of touch? Is it the kids or is it me? Am I so out of touch? Feel like that. So, no, it is the kids who are wrong. It is the kids who are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> is this where you came across the uh shitcoin get out of jail free card? What's that? Sorry, the 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 um, the other rule that you posted in the in the group chat the other day. Oh, again, not um, financial advice, very much not financial advice, but yeah, the um. 
what is it the nil rateable value clause where you negligible value negligible value yeah Yeah. where you say effectively you state that you are hypothetically selling something worthless at essentially zero cost and then immediately purchasing it back to create a taxable event yeah it's like a a tax loss yielding without having to do the fucking sale it's pretty fun yeah i mean i thought i thought it read it as you weren't selling it that it was unsellable I I thought I read, way, I read it that like you could not yeah. get rid of this. Not, it's not just, unsellable, it's just, just worthless. No, both. Like you, well, you, yeah, you I literally could like not. You, you can't. You can't. You're just dis, you're disposing of this, and you're disposing just like you're ignoring it. Like I'm, like it's never going anywhere. So therefore, I'm yeah. I'm I'm creating this loss, right? Not not that like you're actually liquid. So, if you sold it as a loss, it'd be a loss. But I thought it was more like it's fucking useless, right? So in Australia, you would just declare it as lost or or nil value like this this stuff on my ledger that i just declare as nil value as unsaleable I just say do, you I open sell it. <laughs> do you open a sliding glass door and just shout it out to the, to the australian countryside yeah. what do you do you have to drive four hours for something what's it drive four do? hours to the front of my driveway and just <laughs> shout it out the door shout it. i declare this worthless <laughs> fuck this shit <laughs> fuck these we shit toys segment on the podcast like what what ledger is now thrown out into the can, into the can you hear me week. rama <laughs> <laughs> rama why have you forsaken this is, me this is worthless i'm pretty why sure is, i once just I deleted really a private coins? key and then right next to it on my on my balance sheet it lost i think that's fine if it's useless then yeah there's a whole oh. different the the provisions for um loss theft fraud um and loss of private keys is like a separate clause here. So the really? Rate, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um I think because people were just being like, "Oh, I've lost my private key." And so there's like a there's like a, I think there's like an element of it that's like mildly punitive. So it's like um it's not so attractive to just be like, "Oh, I've lost my private oh, I mean, key. Like, like you pay a you pay a fine for that type of idea or that there's some sort of i think you pay some, some nominal value whatever happens whereas the because they want you to instead just do the nil rateable so that you actually have to declare everything and account for it and write everything down mm-hmm. so i assume that that's why they yeah vaguely remember like citation needed on that one i have to go look it, i'll go look it up for the totally tax time segment in next week's show, which I can say confidently because next week's show I won't be on because I'm going to be on a train. Actually, I'm not going to be on either because I'm going to be on a plane. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we might have to Barcelona. Yeah, we might have to Barcelona. You guys might need to uh, bring in another, bring in some pinch hitters. You need another Brit and a Yank. Yeah, that's how it works. What? Round it out, huh? Wow. <laughs> huh? Not that kind uh, of Yank. Hey. <laughs> what do you need a Yank both uh, the Frey and I will not be on next week. Oh, sheet. Sheet. What do you, oh, that's right. You're at the, the conference. Yeah. Actually, I, let me double check that. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, well, you should, probably uh, won't be watching next week anyways. Yeah, I, 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 landed, I landed at 7 p.m. So I ain't having Yeah. It's, is it Cosmoverse next week? It is. Yeah. Tw- the, oh, so we're going to like Chad conference when we should be going to Cheem Doge. Uh, yeah, is it? A, yeah, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't are we know are we going to Strong Doge Conference while everybody else is going to Cheem Doge Conference? Is that what's going know. on? I don't know. There's no Lambos at each. I know that at either. I right. Say. Okay. Yeah. Lambo it's one. Everybody a, a Cheem. Oh, it's all like, some Strong elsewhere. 
I, yeah. I think I heard that there's like an ice cream truck at one of them, which I think is <laughs> better is. than a Lambo, if you ask me. <laughs> there is. Ice cream truck is believable, is, is attainable, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, have attainable goals. Um, it is. Yeah. The feels but like a very long time since Cosmo Best in Lisbon in 2021. That was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has been a long time. It has actually been two hmm. years. So I'm excited. At a, a, a date. I, get to I meet think the if Keynote's ever had like offices, it would be in a warehouse and in one corner there would be an ice cream truck and in the other corner would be like a beer truck. Now, when you say another corner, do you mean like on opposite sides so you have to like go walking between them to exercise, like to burn it off as you yeah, like, yeah, well, just no, sit no, back and forth the, between them or? No, adjacent corner. So what's the like, technology? Obviously, <laughs> yeah, exactly. obviously it would be a red brick warehouse with the cascading roof type thing and there would be like exposed brick Sounds on the inside with very a very hipster concrete floor but there would be like with black trim windows a office in one side of it covering one length and then with a mezzanine on top of that of course with couches and a tv and then on the other side of the building, in one corner, there would be the ice you cream. You thought about truck. this an awful lot for an imagination. Yeah. <laughs> yes. so you visualize this a little bit. And it's on like, the other corner, on the opposite side, there would be the craft brewery truck. And this then, is like the most hipster coffee shop I've ever heard of. I, yeah. And is this a real place or did you, is it, this looks, it sounds like I have one of those passage videos, those demo this videos. Is, this is from my, <laughs> this is from Nell's Imaginarium. <laughs> you talking like those graphic designer guys? The passage, what? that's what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the, the little demo video where like they had like the little hoops that float around? And everybody's like yeah, floating yeah, around yeah. like this. Was anybody floating around as a hoop? No, <laughs> or it's like it's like a real thing. Did you have did you have did you have legs? Are you floating around like a bubble? To be fair, Noel's office is probably more real than passage. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I like it like it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can spot the passage validators because uh, they didn't laugh. Oh wait, that's none of hey. us. No, I hey. am. I'm still in it. Yep, I'm. <laughs> I'm still in it. I think it's being You're monitored. Cutting. You're just it's cutting. Big. We're letting you. We're just letting you cut in the corner. If it, it's if it doesn't make any noise, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Once it starts alerting me on shit and like it gets in pager duty. These are not. If I get a single page of duty notification, like, <laughs> it's getting immediately wound down. Yeah, right. Okay. Exactly. I get it. It's I get horrible. it. That's a. As long as there's no need for a resync any more I, than once every three anything. months. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> if, it, if I could. Right. If it if it sits there and will just handle itself for years, it's fine. Whatever it wants to do. Basically, kind of ideal parenting strategy that will do. <laughs> it is. It is. It's exactly <laughs> what it is. Sit in the corner. Sit right in the corner there. Okay. <laughs> let's go back to whatever we were doing, man. Okay. Cool. 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 Um. Just don't talk. That's right. Throw <laughs> raw bones at it once every fucking six hours. <laughs> Basically. It's all right. Um so which are, do do you want to do you want to do some news? Do you want to talk about sure. News? What do we got? Talk about some news? Um let's let's uh let's rephrase that first one though. If you're gonna do that, Dr. Frey, just uh maybe don't uh, be so like disclosing of the thing in brackets. Why? I don't know. That seems pretty entertaining to like me. A, there's like a medium post all about it. Oh, uh, yeah. Not no, so bad. But is that one of your clients? Wow. I didn't realize that <laughs> happened. That's outrageous. And that also, I'm, I'm not surprised too. Wow. Okay. So, ST Atom depegged by impatient validator showcases the power of the exit liquidity module. 
Uh, a prominent Cosmos validator, SG1, decided to unload 430k atoms through the liquid staking module in around three hours, showcasing the fluid dynamics of the module. Um, <laughs> Uh, suffering substantial impermanent loss and depegging the ST Atom token, they then left through Binance CEX with 260k atoms worth of loot. Um, that is quite the fucking loss. Wait, so so, so through impatience and stupidity, 430,000 turned into 260,000? Yeah, so 200,000 <laughs> uh uh, atoms worth uh, of impermanent loss is mine. What is that? That's one point four million. That's I'm I'm kind of impressed. About seven bucks, right? So it's it's that's fifty percent like slip. I I just you must be pretty fucking bearish on Adam to do that. Like wait the twenty one days to oh. to like. But I guess people are going to know that you're unbonding, and there's a but lot who of cares? people unbond and sell all the time. Well, but they sure, but that's a big num that's a big number enough that p- maybe that's going to cause additional price action that might affect you or would it would it cause a 50% slide in the in the price i don't think so i guess it depends whether you're a control freak or not right uh oh <laughs> it just seems like i mean it's a really weird it's a weird set of transactions without understanding the idea of liquidity for a validator so prestigious Old, <laughs> yeah. Let's put same old thing when it comes to finance, right? Yeah, I, I guess so. But it's it's a really it's a weird step to be able to just dump that much in a very short period of time without understanding. Oh, like maybe this doesn't exist. Maybe this liquidity isn't there. Maybe we can. Some I don't know. Was that like maybe it was automated in some sort of sense? But the the fucking big red button. Well, it took over three hours. <laughs> so, so if it took over three hours to be able to do, it, I wonder if it was automated or they or they scripted it out or, or some sort of structure to be able to, to move that where they weren't even looking at the DPEG, right? They were just doing it over a short period of time. I mean, so it I sounds very who, lucky. Yeah, who is the winners out of this transaction then? Like, who absorbs <laughs> that extra 200K? That must be the, the LP, right? Yeah. I imagine, right? Yeah, so that's a big win for the uh, for the LPs. Is it? A million why, bucks, yeah. Wait, why? Help me out with that. Why, why, would, that, why would that slippage, why would that item move? Well, I mean, ST Adam to Adam is a one-to-one pool, basically, with a one of them's got a fucking 21-day unbond time. So if you lose 200,000 Adam through the pool, you've effectively just gifted someone a million dollars. Well, the pool well, I got you. Well, yeah, our people are being, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't understand DeFi, but I understand. No, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's, right? it's slippage in the pool. There's, there wasn't enough liquidity in the pool, and it slipped. So basically, right. they got, you know, someone got a lot more ST Adam in exchange for a lot less atom. I see. So they've right. gained in ST atom through the pleasure. I got probably arbitrage bots that, no, no. that got the most it, of it, right? No, it would have been the liquidity. If they're holding in, it, it depends. If they did it all in like one trade, then it would be like that that mad kid that like bought one Juno for like $3,000 or whatever. Do you remember? Like back in the day. But if it was wait, hold on, what you got a lab? You can't just drop that and what? would you Someone remember like when 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 Juno got first listed on Osmosis, but before everything was stabilized and it was in the UI, somebody was trying to front run the pool, um, and they just submitted a trade blindly and they swapped a hundred and five atom for one Juno or something like that, or naught point one Juno because uh, <laughs> well, the, the pool liquidity was so low and so it cost like. Yeah. 
maybe it was only like I, I don't know what the maths would be like maybe it was only like a few hundred dollars per 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 juno but they basically just evaporated about eight thousand dollars worth of their money um wow it was it was yeah it was and it was the subject i when um i'm into the first nft on juno um via a custom contract and it was just a one-on-one nft which was uh the elmo apocalypse face looking with all of the screenshots of that guy's telegram messages um as they realized that they just evaporated like eight thousand dollars or whatever if you could find that for me and share it i would love to see it because i feel like i've missed this really important piece of history and i need to be learned <laughs> yeah i'll, I'll learn. um, i i'm sure i mean because the nft is of course just a jpeg and because it's really hard to index nfts and it's lost the fucking mist of time on there on Number juno one, uh, i'll go on PNG. my hard drive and find you the i'll go find you the jpeg on my hard drive because it's actually easier for me to do that than it is to find it on the blockchain you'll see so Thank you. I appreciate it. NFTs, though. They're going to be around longer than us, though. They're going to live forever on the blockchain. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, that's kind of... I, that is a funny... I think that's quite a funny and spicy news piece, isn't it? That Well, yeah? it, it, it does yeah. show how little liquidity is in those things, too, right? Because, I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's not, like, in the larger scheme of things, it's not, like, an insane amount of money. Yeah. I mean, it kind of... Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> I mean, but it's also, I mean, like like somebody just said, um, uh, it's quite a bearish signal, isn't it, from one of the biggest validators to be like, yeah, yeah we're just going to liquidate hundreds of thousands of of Atom at literally whatever we can get for them. Fuck, right. fuck the consequences. Um, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck funny. do they know? <laughs> what the fuck do they know? When was that? Was that, was that this week? Yeah. It must have been, huh? Yeah. Cosmos has been on a bit of a... It's down five percent for the week, but not worth it to sell at fifty percent, fifty cents on the dollar. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Rama said, by the way, it's not one to one; it's one atom to one point two st atom. You know, just to be one hundred percent accurate. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> yeah, we get it. It, it goes up over time. Yes, yeah, so you know, you know more than we do. Yes, we've we've established that over eighty-one episodes. We get it. Hold on, though. We got to take a moment and appreciate this. <laughs> That's why investing in ST Atom is the way to go, sirs. Listen, this is not financial advice, but by now it'll be more later. The ratio will only keep increasing, boys. That's that's the way. That's how math works. Kind of surprising that it's already one point two. Actually, I think uh, Stride's been available for about a year now, right? So, like oh, over really? time, that'd be about twenty percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a fairly long time. I didn't realize. I mean, honestly, it's a year minus the amount of time it takes for the the uh, interchange security validators to actually do upgrades. So it's more like 363 days, maybe. Well, in that case. Oh, that was a good dig. It's a salty dig. Didn't, didn't fucking, fucking pick it up. <laughs> it's salty as fuck. <laughs> it's salty as fuck, wasn't uh, it? It's just like, it's uh, like, oh, do we do we just sound like bitter old spinsters if we jump yeah, on that one? Or I, don't do remember, we... I don't remember upgrades taking that long in the past, but. Could be wrong. I mean, I remember. Do you remember laughter? No. Um. Did, did you do you remember giving a shit about about upgrades? Anyway. Um. I just, <laughs> um. No, we had to we had to run one this afternoon. It was very different network, not Cosmos. So you know. Um. Actually, this is a validator going. podcast. We can we can actually say networks outside of this Cosmos. Oh, yeah, even so all so our news is Cosmos based. Wait, wait. But is this publicly released now? I think it is. What? isn't it? The, the upgrade? upgrade that went through release groups today. 
Yeah, no, uh, I think so. I think it, it just wasn't. Got... It wasn't even a hot fix. It was. There's oh, nothing security related. Oh, no, they just do it. They oh, just yeah, do so it like a schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So just just to clarify that that it's actually the slippage was more like. They lost about a hundred atom, a hundred thousand atom, not hundred thousand atoms. Well, how? Okay, so if it goes from four thirty to two sixty, that doesn't equal a hundred thousand, right? So, no, no. But if if the ratio is one point two, then actually to swap it is three hundred and sixty thousand. Ah, oh, it was four hundred sixty st atom. Is that what it was? So they would have they would have um, moved their stake from atom to st. Atom, which they would have ended up with about three hundred and sixty thousand ST atom, and then swapped ST atom to atom, losing a hundred thousand atom, and then going to Binance and selling it. I wonder if they actually shifted the price when they uh, sold that much. That'd be interesting. Reading this Twitter thread, apparently arbitragers uh, pulled it back up basically immediately. So that would be market makers, sir. <laughs> hey, I have no fault in in people that are doing arbitrage. I mean, I think that's a valuable service. Yeah, I love the market makers. Is Thank that, you for your that, service. Is that just another word for groups that lose money? I think they're groups that lose money that are funded by foundations. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. maybe they're shorting it somewhere else and then it's all just part of the same glorious, beautiful circle jerk. Um, well, I mean, some of it's part of it's uh, part of it's like arbitrage, part of it's um, hedging, part of it's reimbursements or reward for uh, – providing the service um part of it is like taking a hit and then rebuying it over time um, yeah there's a, i'm sure they do a lot of things but ultimately it keeps the price more or less more stable it's kind of like an interesting concept really to like i can't imagine like and i think this will not really come as a huge surprise to anybody i think i'm probably the the more risk averse end of the uh the validators on the show but i can't really imagine being in the shoes of yeah like a market maker where they have to make that kind of commitment over a longer term period to an asset like a crypto asset and be like this is fine madness is total insanity as a business model i mean i know they make money and clearly they're smarter than i am because they they do that and find whatever you know but it pff, spicy meatball isn't it but i guess no no nothing ventured nothing gained right or maybe I can, maybe you just have to be so fucking absolutely gun to the tits with um, institutional money that you're too big to fail if you want to actually be a market maker, right? Like everything, everything doesn't look so stressful when you've got a hundred mil in your pocket. But that's right. Yeah, I assume that they're in that rarefied atmosphere. Anyway, uh, so um, well, Ben's, just... Ben's down here commenting on the uh, on the tax advice he received this week, probably from uh, Doctor Frey. No comment. No comment. Don't <laughs> don't don't hand out tax advice. Go and find a chartered accountant that has read the UK government crypto assets manual, uh, just like I have. Anyway, um... hey, before we move on, I have a quick story for for the week. Um, I haven't been to the Royal Show in Australia ever, um, which is like you know the the shows like you know how you have the fair or whatever, like the big show that comes to your region. So we have some really big ones um, in the capital cities like Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, that type of stuff. Um, never been to one. Like all the kids used to go there when we were young because I was like poverty stricken. We just like sat at home and played with our sticks. Anyway. 
<laughs> Is that a metaphor? <laughs> <laughs> Played with what now? Played with that dirt. Anyway, so when I was walking to the gym the other day, I walked past the showgrounds, which I didn't even realize were showgrounds. I walked past these fucking things a hundred times. You're exposing us. And really uh, they were setting up the Melbourne Royal show. And I was like, oh, shit. Is this like a so, farm uh, show? Like, is it is it like livestock so and like, like shit like that? Or is it more like technology? Is it like a World's Fair? Like, what are we talking about? No, it's like, you know, they got spinny, mechanical spinny things. That like you amusement sit on park shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. So they got the okay. amusement park shit. And then they've got like, you know, um, bulls showing and, you know, like. A, a yeah, it's like a county fair. We would bull call showing? it. Bulls right? showing? Like, <laughs> you know, they show the bull. They weigh their nuts. Yeah. And then they <laughs> yeah. have like. You know, horse jumping and horse showing and okay. wood so it's like a it's like a it's like a like we would call it like a county fair. Like you have a a, a lot of different livestock type of things going on. Like yeah, whatever yeah, that 100%. is. And you might have like a like you know like by us it's like a demolition derby and, and then shit. You have, and yeah, like, and then you have a, a covers band playing Len Skinner covers. Exactly right. And then the <laughs> stage collapses right. halfway through their set, and it ends up on YouTube. And everybody in right. countries where they have like you know um, legislation on how you can and cannot rig a stage at, at a mass event, a mass, uh, a mass uh, spectator event are like, Oh my God, how were they able to build it so poorly that it fell on the crowd? And then people are like, America. Okay. Yeah. That part sounds a little America. specific, but yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so you, you know, went to a, you went to one of these things. FMX bikes doing double backies and that type of stuff. Uh-huh. Anyway. So do you get to punch a kangaroo or anything? Uh, no, no <laughs> actually I looked around and they didn't have one of those punchy things either that you get the numbers. <laughs> Um, okay. haunted house, haunted house. Yep. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. They had some seriously sketchy looking, spinny around mechanical things that I was not getting on. Um, but uh, so you you guys have got the corn dog over there, right? It's like the uh, we got the corn the, dog. It came to the, the US. Yeah, Frankfurt on a stick dipped in batter. And that seems like a US. Yeah, that has to be invented here, right? So they oh, have. Ooh, you know what? I've heard it's, that it's actually invented in Oregon. Oh, okay. All right. oh, well, I mean, no state wants that. So if you want it, sure, you could take it. But it's that it's got to be a U.S. state. It's corn fucking mash wrapped around a a, a processed fucking uh, yeah. It's it's definitely a U.S. thing, right? Yeah. I'm glad it made so, it. Down there. So we, I I got one right in Australia. We call them a Dagwood dog, right? And um, I went <laughs> up to this sketchy looking <laughs> fucking like thing on wheels and. Uh, and like a hot dog cart you mean it, it, well yeah but it was a big one it was like a hot dog fucking taj mahal yeah and okay. uh, the signs and shit right yeah yeah but the signs that and this should have been like you know some sort of warning sign <laughs> that all of the prices were missing from from the sign boards right like they had spots to put prices to write them in but there were no prices and, uh, you know, I was like, oh, I'm at the show. I'm going to get a Dagwood dog. So, anyway, I go and order this fucking Dagwood dog. And our mate hands me this slop on a stick. And then uh, he just, like, you know, puts out the FPOS terminal. I'm pretty used to just scanning that shit these days. And there was no price discussed. And I later realized that I paid 15 fucking dollars for that shit on a stick. <laughs> and that's about 10 US dollars. I was raped. And I. That, that's about what I would expect to pay for it at the county fair, honestly. Yeah, you're like, and that's. That's a fucking one dollar fucking lips and asshole roll on a less fucking ten cents. Way less than yeah. that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. 
for fifty cent fucking lips and well, you, asshole. You got the convenience fee, right? You're not you're not making those the, that lips and asshole roll at home. You're out in the middle of people. You're looking at bulls like, nuts and whatever else. And you're eating the fucking getting salmonella. You can eat those bulls nuts as well, actually. Yeah, that's a, hey? that's yeah. So another funny story on the way. <laughs> to the, so anyway, to the I got fair. two of them. <laughs> On the way to the county. So anyway, I I got to eating the bull's nuts and uh... <laughs> so we were we walked to this thing right because it's like only three and a half k's away. Um, wait, wait, it was wait a from Saturday. your house? Yeah. Oh, you're oh you're in you're in Melbourne though, right? In, in Melbourne. Yeah. All right, not from your place because there's nothing three and a half k's away from your place, right? M- a mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just check it. Just to make sure. I was like, is there? Did you put a fair at the end of your driveway? Yeah. Um. I mean, technically, that'd probably be before the end of my driveway. So it's on my property. <laughs> the things you can um, do with a government contract. I know, right? <laughs> the power. So we're walking to the to the fair, right? And um, I had some like apples and shit for breakfast before we left, but the missus hadn't eaten anything. And so we stopped by this like Polish uh, deli on the way. And um, I didn't get anything because I wasn't that's, hungry. By the way, but- that's not a thing. <laughs> Polish deli is not a thing. So Polish, just, like restaurant? Yeah. Well, Polish, okay, so Polish, it was a deli that's sold Polish. That? Polish yeah. deli is absolutely a thing. What would what 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 cold cuts are Polish specific? Like loads of salami and then like, you know, dumplings and all sorts of stuff. I mean, that's not, there's nothing well, Polish not, about well, it's salami. salami. It's not called salami, but it's like, um, spe- like it's the same thing as like speck and stuff like that, right? Okay. The Polish have the Bialis and Bialis are to die for. Anyway, so when you go to deli, they'll be a bakery. <laughs> <laughs> they also do um, donuts, don't they, as well? I'm not saying they don't do these things. I'm saying, like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's Polish delis, but I'm saying there's nothing like – it's not like an Italian deli where I'm like looking at prosciutto and things like that that are very specific to that region. I'm trying, I'm trying to understand, like, what's specific. Bialy's a good example. It's a, that's a, But that's a more of a – like, Polish – It doesn't fucking matter, all right? I'm defending. All right, go ahead, please. It's, it's, it's non – it doesn't matter for the story what the fuck they were telling. Right? And so anyway, they told me that they had been investing in ST Atom when it was de-pegged <laughs> by some the fucking mad person. They lost their life savings. They have to sell the deli. Um, they owe the Australian okay, It was a deli. Like, the fact that. that it was Polish doesn't matter. It was just a fucking deli, all right? So I waited outside because I didn't want anything. Kelly went inside and... <laughs> And she comes out with this like pasty, right? You know what a pasty is? It's like the it's like a mince pasty, a Cornish pasty, like hand pie. Yeah, like a Cornish pasty, like a fucking, but not from Cornwall. Yeah, it's like a piece of pastry with some mince and it's folded over. Yeah. You should know that almost no one in the U.S. will understand what you just said. I make pasties often, and I'll tell people I make pasties, and they're like, "What are you saying to me? Are these words a pasty? Do you mean pastry? What?" No, it's a pasty. It's like a rectangle folded it's over. Literally, like the definition of a good, honest at the coal face meal because it was designed to be good and honest and eaten at a coal face. It's just fucking mm-hmm. mince in, in like it's in pastry. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so we get about <laughs> halfway between the the deli and the um. The story's the, taking uh, forever, by the way. And the show. Well, it's because I'm being interrupted <laughs> at every fucking turn. <laughs> So we get we get halfway between the deli and the show, right? And Kelly looks, sorry, fucking my partner looks down at her at her. Uh, You've doxed them twice, by the way. At her pasty, and it's fucking this big chunk of mold in there. 
Oh, really? Oh, yeah. no. So, Maybe so it was spinach. She's like, she's, like, worried from now on that she's going to get, like, gastro and, like, all this other stuff. I'm like, don't worry about it. Just fucking oh, hold the thing and move on with your life. So if you get it, you're fucked anyway. So just pretend like you're not and then pretend <laughs> it's a surprise if you do. <laughs> you're, you're fucked anyway. So uh, so basically anyway, you told her. to go to the show. <laughs> wait, wait, you didn't crap. walk back and t- demand another one? I would have walked back and been like, listen. Nah. Oh, another moldy one. No, yeah. what, what we did was we took Let's a photo of it. Let's have another moldy one, please. <laughs> yeah. So we took a photo of it and then continued on with our life. Meanwhile, uh-huh. um the misos it sounds like you also about getting the bloody the you know the repercussions so we drink some water and that type of stuff anyway so <laughs> you want a can of coke really in that situation don't you like full well, fat it had, it had some electrolytes and some <laughs> whatever you want to like fucking you, you want to like fully just Neutral. be like neutralizing shit down there right man i've mm-hmm. eaten mold all the time it's fine like i was just like you'll be fine there, no, there no. are Different types of mold, though. Like penicillin's a type of mold, technically. from Stilton. Let's 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 be not dissing mm-hmm. the mold in Stilton. Yeah. So I mean, it's mold very nicely cheese. with strong whiskey as well. Everyone eats fucking mold, right? Occasionally. I was like, "You'll be fine," and she was fine. So I was right. I win. <laughs> but on the way I home, win. Do you win? On the way uh, home. Armed with the photo of the mold, we went back to the deli and I'm like, here's your pasta. You should probably take the rest of them off the shelf. And um, anyway, we're like, she's like, oh, we'll give you a refund. And I'm like, uh, how about we just swap this for some of those beers? <laughs> so did we got, did, uh, did it work? Yeah, I got two beers in exchange for the moldy pasty. It works. Wow. I'm not sure that was a good deal. This reminds me of the time when um, I, I was at a bar and uh, with a couple of doctor um, friends of mine and the barman uh, passed out. He had an epileptic fit and um, one of my mates stepped behind the bar to basically like check that he hadn't like swallowed his tongue or something and then uh, put him in the recovery position and whatnot and, and you know, call the paramedics and, and yada yada. And um it was like towards the end of the shift anyway. And they were like, right, we've got to shut the place up and yada, yada, kicked everybody out. Um, and as we left, he like revealed, he had like a few beers in his jacket and I was like, Oh, cool. Right. They gave you, they gave you a couple of beers for, um, uh, for, you know, helping out the the man, you know, cool. And he was like, Oh no, no, they, um, they just reopened the bar, to sell me three beers. Oh, although they were kicking everybody out. And I was like, you just, you just helped that guy. Like they weren't, they weren't like, they weren't like, hey, have a couple of beers on us. He was like, no, I think they gave me staff discount. And I was like, kind of seems like you helped them out, and then you helped them out again by buying their beer. I mean, you just got, you just got, you just got shafted, my guy. He's like, well, you're the one you that did. you're the one that made that negative story. He was all excited about it and ready to share, <laughs> and then you're like. You got shafted. He's like, I got beers. And then he, yeah, exactly. He's all excited. Yeah. He was like, the life I got some beers. I've got three beers. How did I get shafted? I was like, because you, you pay for those beers. It. Yeah, right. And he was like, well, but I would have had to. I would have helped anyway. Like, this is my profession. I help people. And I was like, this sounds like a sucker's game to me, man. Fucking. <laughs> it's like doctors. Uh, all, all I heard throughout that whole thing was yada yada yada. I got a free massage and a facial. You weren't listening at all. 
<laughs> that was the difference. By the way, and, and your mold story, I mean, really what happened there is that your significant other had a moldy piece of food. You slapped her in the back and screamed YOLO. You went back to the place and you got a free beer out of it. Is that basically what happened? That checks out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically what it, be fair like, though, you said. Suck it up. This is why, this is why you're sorry. never gonna be a storyteller on the You didn't even say I was I'm sorry this happened to you, but you took it back and then you got a free beer out of it. Yeah, you, did you eat Australian, mold? man? I don't expect someone to be bitching about fucking mold. <laughs> it's too sunny. They got other shit to do, like throw shrimps on the barbie or whatever. Or like, uh, you know, that's time you could be drinking. Beer, my wife so. ate mold. I want a free beer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's basically, I love it. But I think, but isn't the rea- isn't like the default reaction for almost any situation? Like, well, let's get a beer. Something, something happened. Crack well, a beer. That happens with kids well, I, too. Because... I think the concern was is that the meat may have been in a poor condition if it has been around long enough to grow a pocket of mold. But it's it's cooked, right? As I said, I'm like they just fucking melted that thing in the microwave for four minutes. You're good. All right, about it. <laughs> Yellow. That is not the way how foodborne pathogens work. But okay. <laughs> more power to you, man. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they all—they are in the microwave. They either got dead or stronger. One of the two. <laughs> uh, that's the, the video game version of how bacteria works, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so, should we should we go on to some more? Let's go. Let's go on to the, let's go to another spicy one. Let's go to Why the not? Juno. Let's go to the Juno one. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's pretty spicy. That'll do. Um, so, Noel, do you want to introduce this one? Sure. You read right uh, this headline. So- so um, you might notice uh, the little tagline today was born from this news. So Juno announces a $1.5 million Juno to $600,000 USDC over-the-counter swap. After several months of negotiations with various Core 1 members and affiliates, many of which said not go through with the, the deal, a proposal arrives on Commonwealth for the Juno community to decide on. Who put that proposal? That's Reese's proposal. Is that right? I think it was from Dimmy. I think Dimmy. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I think it was Dimmy. On Commonwealth. Uh, the response has been, I would say, negative. So what, can somebody explain what the, what the fuck this is? So somebody came so to the, the core the, one the team. The concern said, is why in the fuck would anyone want to swap for Juno at 200% above market value? It's more and than that, right? the conclusion that anyone can come up with is that someone is going to buy that and then dump it as money laundering. It's 245% of current price. Yeah. So, so what, who cares if they dump it? Like, I don't understand. Dump what? Dump, dump it at a, at a 70% loss. Like well, I so the, the argument is let them, let them buy it, let them dump it. And then the community can absorb the, the tokens at the lower price, having already made the, um, the money on the USDC. That is the argument for who gives a shit because there's such a premium being paid. But as Null says, it's sus as fuck. Dot friends. Oh, so okay. So we, nobody knows who this buyer is, right? It, it's it's enormous. Yeah. There's no understanding of why someone would buy at thirty cents on the dollar, right? Other than, other than they're like, uh, you know, um, like pure, a pure DJ, a, a, a crypto faithful. Um, okay, 
So, so or, I mean, there, what, what would be the concern about people that this individual would dump on day one? Because it seems like that is the. I think it's what, more what about like that? supporting or like facilitating money laundering if that's what's going on. So people don't yes. know who the person is, and I think they're just concerned that they may be facilitating money laundering. Agreed. I, that that is a clear issue, which resides one hundred percent on core one. Yeah. So without knowing, unless well, they can. And also there's a whole, there's, there's like the whole, like you're creating another like pretty massive whale. Um, and as, so, uh, viewers of the podcast, uh, listeners on podcast players will not be familiar because I don't think we've ever mentioned it on the podcast before, but there was this thing called prop 16, um, which was all about, uh, I mean, it, you know, it was about, you know, an airdrop being gamed and yada, 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 but it was also, is about vengeful mass mob action <laughs> against somebody who had a very very large wallet of juno um and you know look if i was going to otc for juno and receive 1.5 million uh, juno in return i would be a little bit like you know i would be i, I would have my, my eyes on my wallet as it were you, you know when you're in like a, a bit of a shitty bar right um and you kind of just like you've had a few drinks and whatever, and like you're just like, ah, what? you're not going to just like put your wallet on the table next to your beer and then just like take your eye off it. Are you? You're going to keep your wallet in your back pocket and you sit down on it and you're like, I'm a bit uncomfortable. My wallet's in my back pocket, but no big deal. I don't feel like the, 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 it's the, if you end up with 1.5 million Juno, who the fuck are you? It's the it's like the ideal place to be there as a very public whale, maybe. Honestly, uh, in, this is a. This is why a, if this is a money launderer, they're picking some shit chains. <laughs> to be able to yeah. Like what, why, <laughs> like what, I don't understand. If you go, that's a OTC, really weird. Yeah. If you go OTC, typically you pay less, right? So why are they voluntarily, voluntarily paying more? That doesn't make any sense to me. Good question. So yeah, they could, I don't know. I'm, this seems very strange to me. They could dollar cost here, right? Like they could DCA over this, over a period of time. There's plenty of sales within Juno. They could acquire, if they really wanted to acquire $1.5 million, it wouldn't take them very long to be able to do so at a, obviously a much better rate than what they're getting here. So I, I, I yeah, just well, understand that. Yeah, 1.5 mil Juno for, well, actually, so, so Rama's said in the, well, in the chat, you could buy in market uh, the 1.5 mil and probably only drive up the price to around 30, uh, 30 cents if you did it in 100K increments and let ARBs kick in. That's, probably yeah. not far off actually right so yeah 40 or 50 cents is an absolutely mad premium to be paying for buying that much you know and why and, and not to mention that that amount at one time like I, I just don't understand why you would regardless of the whale size like that it just seems like a very odd type of thing but so away from the away from the um the reasoning for this for this purchase what's the downside yeah, I mean, lawyers. like if it's a legit purchaser, then there really isn't a downside other than creating say, a whale. But like, let's say it's not. A, let's say it's not a legit purchase. Like, let's say it's not legit. Like, let's say it's totally fucking shady. What's the, still? What's the downside? That you're like facilitating criminal activity. Uh, I mean, I don't know why, why is this out for prop anyway? <laughs> I don't know. Like, is this because Core One couldn't agree on this? And why? Why is this multi-signature only th- three individuals out of Core One? And why did it take five months to get through? Four months? They said it started on May twenty fifth. That's when conversation started. Have you guys have you guys been talking about this for five months? Uh, okay. Bluntly, some of us are like, "This is very, very suspect. We're not touching it." No. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, no. 
fucking. I was, <laughs> since your name's not in this bullet list, I'm guessing you're on. The, you're in the, yeah, in the fucking list. obviously not. I don't want. I don't want to call you out, but your name's so not on this bullet list of wallet members. So anything to do with this? <laughs> I guess this is sus as fuck. But <laughs> you know, um, I guess I guess the one good thing is is that there would be money there to pay. Yeah. So, so look, there's a th- there's a thing here where Core One, as a delegated group of individuals who represent the interests of Juno to some degree, if there was a legitimate purchaser like a, another foundation, an entity that was sort of KYC or known or something like that, then I think there is like there is an argument. I mean, even the Core One Treasury is substantial. There is an, absolutely an argument for having USDC to pay contributors. Like all this stuff is expensive, and you know some of the burn on core contributors now to be clear this is worth the money because without it juno does not have a future but the the core the burn on on that stuff is like well over a hundred thousand juno uh, a month right and that's a, a significant chunk of the liquidity the available uh, to, to pay for contributors and development and all that sort of stuff like it, at current prices is significant oh, okay. amount amount of juno is getting burned right to pay for what are quite normal and reasonable dev salaries like that's sixteen thousand a month that seems very reasonable yeah okay. yeah yeah exactly yeah, so, yeah, okay. and and you know you add together everything it's, it's probably substantially yeah more that seems that seems extremely reasonable so when yeah, you say a hundred thousand you know like people like in my back in my 21 2021 days right yeah but that seems that seems pretty reasonable yeah yeah so think- the the argument is just that that you know the liquidity uh, required in Juno to continue paying is substantial and is having an effect. And also that obviously contributors are having to then sell out a market in order to pay their fucking bills and whatnot. Um, and also like if you're paid, that is how you're paid. That is your salary. It is a hundred percent your right. And in fact, I'm you know, fiscally responsible of you to convert that all into fiat immediately because most of your native jurisdictions do not give two fucks about this uh, shit coin bullshit you you want the money in a place where if somebody says yo you owe me that you go very good don't worry about it like you know um you want to de-risk yourself you're just an employee right um so there's a whole bunch of the, the, you know it's all the situation is very very reasonable in terms of why the burn rate is the burn rate but there's a quite you know there is like a well is there a way of actually paying those salaries in usdc um but you know, but then the thing is, the flip side of that is, you go well if you're already OTCing 1.5 million Juno um, at current market price. Although you're doing it in in one go, so there's no effect on you know price, no effect on price to the community. It's still it, it's just the same thing once, right? It, it's still selling a large amount of Juno at current market price from the community treasury. The end result is the same, which is you're depleting the treasury of Juno at a much faster rate because of the current price. And so, you know, in a, to some extent, you're like, well, if the burn rate is 100,000 a month, it's still like, it's a bit more than that, obviously. But you're still like, it's over 10 months until you burnt as much as this current prop is you know, proposing to OTC, right? And Well, it, it becomes more I, as I, time but, goes by but because the, the, the selling it, causes the price to drop which in turn makes it have to be more juno every single month so. sure but you're assuming the price is only ever going to go down which the reality is at the moment yes but if the entire market turns around at some point in the future which is again not unreasonable it, ha- it markets are cyclical um that bottom will be lifted up by 
the adjacent liquidity in the rest of the Cosmos ecosystem, even if you don't think um, that Juno itself is going to outperform the rest of the Cosmos eco, it's very, very highly likely, this is not financial advice, it's very, very highly likely that that price will improve from its current position. And even given the additional liquidity now in circulation that wasn't in circulation, say, in AppChain Winter, it's still highly likely that the price will go up a multiple of where it is currently, which in the end might end up meaning it resolves itself, right? At least in terms of like a really fast burn rate, which is the current issue that's being seen. Maybe, Maybe. we're like 500 days into this bull or something like that. There, there's no cyclical or not. There's no guarantee that any of these changes move any sort of significant metric in terms of dollars. So like this, this idea that like rising tides should, you know, raises all ships when it comes to Web3, I think is, I mean, it doesn't into a point, but like you can have a 20% increase. Well, everything's positively correlated, you know. The mechanics of the of the pools bring them up with, so if Adam goes up in value, then the mechanics of the pool brings up the value of Juno. It's just the way it is. Yes, but not one-to-one and certainly not at a point that's going to, I mean, they haven't decreased at one-to-one. There's no reason that, that they're, they're not going to increase at one-to-one either. And so, like, the idea that, like, I mean, we're, we're like, nine or 10,000% away from all-time highs, right? So, in, in this chain. So, like, the idea that it's actually going to move any sort of significant way, like, the, the, I just don't I, Back to that cyclical piece of things. Like, I I don't know if that if that's a, a real argument associated with this. So, I mean, if, if like, uh, say, if Adam went up, doubled tomorrow, right, then... It's likely Juno would probably go up like twenty five percent to fifty percent. Like, it's just I mean, honestly, it, it lost sixteen percent this week. Like you're talking about twenty five twenty five percent is equal to a sixteen percent drop. No, I'm just saying, I'm saying the statement's true. Like, no, yeah, I'm with the you. rising. The rising tide will bring up the price. It it's a big lake to to be able to do that, but I, I I'm with you. And what's yeah. this? This I saw this comment, and somebody said that like probably best to wait. Let the new Juno crew handle it. I didn't understand what that meant. Is there That's a new the Juno, Juno working group? Um, what is that? There's, there's going to be a proposal to basically dissolve Core One and move to a fully subdowed situation. So like, that would be like like DAOs associated to specific types of actions, or yeah, like there's like structures. You know, the, the head DAO is like the community DAO, and then there's like a council, and the council's made up of like people on the subdows. It's going to be um, like a full decentralization of any responsibility. But you still have to have, don't you have to have a, a core one to be able to dictate the structure of those DAOs or no? That's what, no, the, that's what the community DAO ends up doing. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. So the community just, pool can vote on that. So I gotcha. So the community mm-hmm. pool ends up becoming quote unquote core one that can drive some of the participation at the sub DAO level. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, technically like the, the new core one, I guess would be the council in some respects um but you know just different people yeah with advisors and that type of shit so that that means i mean i kind of agree with that comment like why would this why would this decision be a multi-signature of a a subset of core one then but whatever i think it's only meant to be like a reasonably brief engagement as a multi-sig right just to send it yeah i think it's literally just a doubt out to just make the exchange send the exchange yeah i'm in dude vote yes I'm in. YOLO. Who gives a shit? You said for the full Let's take the 600,000. Let's fucking take the 600,000. They can always buy back Juno at a lower rate later anyway. It'll pump for a little bit. And then if it goes down below 16 cents, you can buy it back. 
That's the uh, that's the argument. So, uh, straw poll of of the podcast. Then I'm skeptical. No, I'm hugely skeptical, and also voting yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, skeptical I mean, and no. If it pays for development, fucking YOLO. No, no, skeptical and yes. Serp skeptical and yes. Schultz. Absolutely. I guess I don't really understand what really the downside is. Like, I understand there's the argument for, you know, laundering and stuff and suspicious activity, but. Lost my name's not on it. Like, yeah, (laughs) my name's not on it, right? Like, if we get the money. Like, for all we know, it's just Jake trying to prop up the fucking chain some more. Like, yeah, I mean, it could, it, be, could, it could probably be SG1. It's probably SG1, honestly. <laughs> it's probably, it's probably, no, 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 SG1's funds only flow out. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, they just, they just they took, took it. The, they took all that Adam the Kraken to turn it into Juno to bring it back to, yeah, this is it. Yeah, I mean, they, they See, just got two million saying. dollars. So. That's what they want. That's what they want. <laughs> a little, give a little back, you know? I mean, honestly, if it was two years ago, this is so fucking shady that I think everybody would say no. And today, in September of 2023, yeah, sure, sounds great. Let's do it. Serp, I feel like you've got the BitBoy one. What's that? The oh, news. the next piece of... Can we skip down to this Cosmos Million thing? I don't want to talk yeah, about okay, that. I don't give a shit yeah. about that stupid fucking douchebag. Um, the, the, the other drama today was that Cosmos Millions, which is basically lottery, right? So I don't really know too much about this. Um, prior note, I think it's in the at is, is this an Adam Dow or AA Dow funded thing or something? Wait, are we skipping the Ben Armstrong thing? We decided, yeah, we'll sh- come back. No, we'll come back to it. You can do okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. We'll, we'll leave time. Um, so, uh, cosmosmillions.com.club.friends, um, has a, a bit, so basically what they're doing is that they have the Ability for individuals to stake, I don't know if it's a contract or what the fuck it is, but it's basically a structure that allows people to stake to that. And instead of receiving their normal rewards, they run a lottery that has a, not just a main winner, but a a system of winners that based on the size of that pool, that redemption of rewards gets split up across people who stake into that pool at some sort of weighted type of structure. And then usually they, they um, also add in um, from the, the the hosting chain, that hosting chain might sponsor or basically build up a large pool of delegations to be get it going. So nobody wants to fucking win, you know, 20 stars based off of staking a certain amount, right? Um, but if they're asking Stargaze to be able to put up, I think it's 8 million stars? 8 million, yeah. It's 8 million stars, right? Um, I, don't, I assume that's, I, I actually don't know. I think it's being transferred and then they stake it or something similar to that. But they basically stake that to a subset of validators, um, which we'll never get into, which is total fucking pain in the ass. But whatever. So, so they stake that to a subset of validators that gets that gets um, rewarded out, and I think it's weekly or some sort of situation of that. Um, whoever stakes into that pool minus stargaze or minus that first eight hundred eight million type of stars, that rewards comes due. I think it's like thirty nine. I thought I remember the math was like thirty nine thousand stars a month or a week, maybe. Maybe it's a week. And then there's a set of winners that get randomly drawn and whatever. And then it gets distributed out. So if I, if I stake a couple thousand stars to that, I'll have the ability to win a, a tremendous amount more. Right. Um, so I think there was a, if I understand this correctly, there was a pretty large grant that was 
maybe a dollar, maybe somebody else, I don't want to badmouth them, but uh, that was created to be able to generate this. I think it happens within Atom today and went to Stargaze. And so now there's a pretty large amount of drama associated to that um, that is associated to the idea that Stargaze coming out of the community fund might put 8 million stars towards this. So the idea is that also it's not a grant in so much as that it's a, I think that it has to be transferred though. I'm not exactly sure, but I think it has to be transferred um, since the rewards have to come back to the pool, um, I think. And then and then I would assume over time after that gets bootstrapped enough uh, that 8 million might come out. Um, but I don't, I don't know how long that would might take to be able to do that. And so there's a, there's just a, a lot of drum around. There's a Stargaze prop around it and it's turning into like a whole fucking thing. So I mean, what's 8 million stars like? $17 or something. Yeah. E it's, uh, Oh shit. I can do a quick math here. I think it is 60,000 or something. Like that. Yeah. It's probably about, yeah. 64 grand. Yeah. It's not too much actually. So, you know, back to the yellow piece of our last news segment. Um, Rama says it's a multi-sig that controls it for one year. I think that's correct. So I think that I think they do transfer those stars back. If there's an agreement to be able to return those back, um, something similar to that, then 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 so be it. Um, but the idea would be that that it gets us going, and then you kind of build this. And and I had a pre-call with this team because they wanted to reach. I think they reached out to validators to get their opinions on it because this is an elected official, stupid fucking Cosmos SDK governance thing. Um, and my my count to them was like, like I guess it makes sense, and like I understand what they're trying to be able to do, and it's kind of fun and those types of things, which whatever. Um, but there's such an opportunity here, both in terms of the NFT side of the house, in terms of maybe kind of doing some tie-ins with either new creators or other creators um, to be able to drive um, some use there. If I'm an NFT holder, maybe I get something extra on top of that, like something similar that you could do with that. And the other thing that we haven't, we've talked about last week um, was that like we have, we have this idea of this influx of MetaMask Snap users and this capability of being able to expose like Stargaze and other great uh, chains to a huge number of new users. Like, how do you do that? Like, how do you actually that great, that capability is there, but that doesn't mean anybody's actually figuring that shit out. And so how can you build like marketing around this and find something more, uh, more interesting to be able to attract more eyeballs? Um, Cause it is a great marketplace and it's a great tool set. So it'd be nice to be able to find ways to be able to do that. And I didn't see either of those in this prop and I don't think they have much of a plan around those. And so anyway, I think it's, it's uh it's just more, you know, it, it kind of goes back to the same idea, which is like prices are down and it's a, and it's a, it's a, uh, nobody wants to spend anything coming out of the community pool, but at the same time that when props do come up, it, it turns into how is this going to, you know, expand out and, and do more. So it always becomes a bit of a, a bit of a challenge. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. My question is, is does the draw use noise? <laughs> That's a damn good question. I don't know how the draw works actually. Yeah, I don't know. It should are you saying you're in favor of it? So much yep. random. Who me? Yeah, you. Yeah, I'm kind of in the YOLO. Who gives a yeah, fuck you. stage of this, right? So, um, since since it, it, I, the only thing I, I I would request would be that there is a time limit and it's a bootstrap over a period of time. And since we are losing, like the the community would lose the um the uh the gains from those stake stars over that period of time. But if we had six months of say, Hey, it's eight, it's 8 million stars over six months. And therefore we have whatever it is like 40,000 stars times times six times 20, 24 weeks or whatever that is. 
if that's what we're if that's what we're losing, is that the community is losing to be able to give it a shot and find other ways to be able to bring more eyeballs in, then maybe that's worth it, right? And honestly, I, I kind of don't think those things, those stars should be staked anyway, but that's different. Um, so, so the idea that um, that it could create something, yeah. I, originally, I was really negative around it, but at the same point, if it could turn into more eyeballs or it turns into a marketing thing, it's a marketing thing. And if those stars come back, then maybe it's not that bad of an idea. If those stars are gone, like it's hey, it's a hundred thousand dollars or whatever it is that you know, eight million times eight cents um, that it's gone forever, then that's different. Rama says he's a huge vote. No, I feel I like uh, Rama has an opinion. Yeah, <laughs> he's not a big fan. So I don't know. I, I'm also where we're also at the point where like like we got you got to throw some caution to win and see what the hell works. But you know, I, I also since it wasn't a grant and they're not going away, it kind of reduced my overall negativity towards it. Yeah, I guess my question is: Does it increase sell pressure by you by using it, and then it returns? I mean, I suppose it would because you said it increases the reward amount. Is that correct? Well, the the mint goes to individuals versus to the community, so yeah, it would it wouldn't it would actually it would the mint doesn't necessarily change, but the the number of stars that are available to be sold does. Sure, I would think. I must be misunderstanding something. I thought you said it was coming from the community pool, and the community pool does not have it staked right now, right? I don't know if they do or not. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Cause there are some validator delegations and those types of things. I don't know if it comes out of that or if it's, if it's not. There's no, on Stargaze, I don't think there's any community pool staking. Or anything. Okay. Okay. There are valid, there are validator um, foundation delegations though. I don't know where those are coming from. Uh, I mean, it's, it's I, like a, a different wallet. I guess it doesn't really matter for me asking because I don't have a Stargaze validator. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Be oh, have oh, a yeah. Passage, be of a passage validator. Listen, I'm long on passage. I think that it is going to change the face of the metaverse. <laughs> I couldn't even say it the straight face. Dang, I, I cracked at the end. <laughs> I thought you were going to pull it off. I was like, I was like, I kind of know he's fucking with me, but I also really want to believe in the sincerity. I, I want, I want to buy into this lie. How can I buy into I tried. this <laughs> By going to osmosis and buying passage tokens is the answer to that question. That's not financial advice. You shouldn't do it. Um, yeah, cool. Okay. Anyway, the moving on. It can be surprisingly convincing um, when he just looks you straight in the webcam and just whispers sweet little nothings into the external mic jacket. <laughs> Hey, look, I, I do want them to be successful. Whatever's good for like any network individual is good for the ecosystem. So, who's they? Go you guys. You know any of them? <laughs> them capital D, capital things. T. You know uh, what? It's that was really close to the the spinal tap thing, wasn't it? <laughs> we're 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 all huge fans of your music, not yours specifically, but the not whole yours, genre, the whole rock genre and role. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, speaking of Spinal Tap, I'm not I just mad used, of your shit chain, I, but uh, I, but but uh, but more generally, all of the the genre of shit chains, dude. I just use that. I use the Spinal Tap reference with uh, we were at a party last Saturday, and I was meeting some some guy like we're just for a kids thing. So there's a bunch of you know kid dads and things like that, which is always like a weird conversation because you're always like, eh, what's going on, right? Because like we're not friends, but our kids are friends, so therefore we got to hang out. That type of thing. Like you'll, you guys. Will Ooh, okay. So here's a question. Is it weirder doing that versus meeting like your wife's friends, which, which is like no, on I, a weird scale, which is better. Honestly, I do way better with, 
what, even in those situations, I hang out with all the women. I don't know. It's just more, more they're, they're more fun. There's less like big ball type things. I'm like, where do you work? I'm like, fuck, I don't I sell shit coins. That's what I do. Do you know what that means? <laughs> I, no, uh, I don't want to door. fucking tell you. Like, door to door like, shit coin I, sales. <laughs> like, Good, honest, at the coal face job. What do you think of Prop 16? Yeah, like I, I don't give a shit. Like, I, like whatever. <laughs> so, so anyway, so what am I? I always like you, you drop like movie hints. Like, you want to figure out like if, if dudes know what the fuck they're talking about, right? Like, or just like, like if you can joke around with them or whatever else, because it becomes so formal in some of these types of things, situations. Like, you know, where do you live and what do you do? And like, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm over 50. I'm not making new friends. Right. So those days are over. Like, it's just, it's just a matter. Like, I just want to be kind. And so, so what are the, so in this conversation, I said, dude, I'd love to talk to you, but uh, we got to go wait. I got to go wait in the lobby because we're waiting for the limo. Uh, dude, I love to talk to you, but I really need to go play with this rock, <laughs> which is a spinal tap reference. If you remember when, when they're in the, when they're in the hotel lobby. Yeah, when he goes, like, it's like, look, so we have to talk, but we got to go, we got to go in the lobby. We got to wait for the limo. Like, remember? <laughs> so I said that, and the guy looked at me like he had no fucking clue what I was talking about, like, at all. I was like, so that's quite an oblique. You it is. Really I know. Have to enjoy the awkwardness of the Duke fame scene in order to. I fucking love that. Listen, I'd love to talk to you, but I, I, I gotta go sit in the lobby and wait for the limo. That's one of those lines that I don't. I, I wouldn't have gotten the reference. I know nobody. But would. man, I would have friggin' laughed. I would have been like, "What I know. did you just say?" That's kind of like I buy T-shirts like that. I had like really random shit on them, and like every like every once in a while, like somebody picks out was like, "Oh, like that type of thing." Like not like really that's, random. That's, it's kind of uh, a. There's some comedians that are a bit like that, and they the common. I've heard this joke several times from several different comedians, but especially the comedian Tom Little um, with the. I've, Sounds I've, English. I've got I've got only one I've, I've got one joke for every member of the audience, so it's going to be very 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 awkward hour until your joke rolls around. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the first time we saw him do an hour, um, <laughs> he told one about um, German Kosmisch bands, and I was like, "Got you there, buddy. Love it." <laughs> and then about thirty five minutes later, he <clears throat> told a joke about the Keswick Pencil Museum, and my wife lost her shit. And uh, for some British people will get the Keswick Pencil Museum. The best thing about the Keswick Pencil Museum, right, is the, especially in the old building, which was a real shithole, there was a pencil that ran most of the length of the building, right? And they want you to assume it's the biggest pencil in the world, right? Because it's really big. It's like 20 foot long. And, and so it's like, well, why would they have it on the ceiling? Because if it's not the longest pencil in the world. It's not the fucking longest pencil in the world. The, the the plaque is just a little bit out of the way, right? And when you look at it, it's like... Did he seriously just read on the punchline? Specific, <laughs> easily way of describing what it actually is. Like, it, it's, 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 it's like... Um, it has like a really non, non-specific non description of what where it sits in the ranking of pencils. And you have to look online to discover where exactly... like Because it's like the biggest colouring pencil or something like that. And it's really specifically... Like it's the biggest red pencil in the world, but it's not the biggest coloring pencil. It's not the biggest pencil. It's not any of the important big hitters. It's actually way smaller than those. And the best thing about this is I didn't even find that out from Wikipedia. I found that out later from looking at Wikipedia after I went on TripAdvisor because the most negative, you know, TripAdvisor has like the most positive review and the most negative, the most negative 
was one guy just full Alan Partridge going like, let me tell you, I spent £16.50 going around this museum, if you could call it a museum, and and just like slated specifically things he didn't like about various exhibits. And one of them was he he itemized all the factual issues with the massive pencil. And it was, I was like, oh, thank you. You've done all the research for me. And then right at the end, he was something like, oh, I did like the wartime spies exhibit though. One out of five. Bam! Yes! What a TripAdvisor review. Love it. Absolute full Alan Partridge. It was magic. Anyway. Listen, this conversation was really interesting, but I gotta go sit in the lobby and wait for the limo. <laughs> hey, on that reference, right, you know um, you know the band yeah, Ocean yeah, Size. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Usurper knows the band Ocean Size. I do. Um, the guy from Ocean Size, the, the singer, went and did a, a band after that called Venar, and on the first Venar album, track five i think is called duke fame and it is a reference to that scene Look, we're on a bit of a time crunch now and <laughs> you're going on is not helping. you could have summarized all of that with yada 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 um all right so you you want to 15 minutes talking about a pasty i mean i'll just, i'll spend 15 <laughs> minutes waxing poetic about a pasty but not if it involves mold dude moldy you, pasty get, a, you get any of this you want to pick out of here Schultzy? I'm, I'm busy registering moldypasty.com. All right. Usurper has oh. a, a, a domain addiction. It's um, <laughs> sorry that it's come out so publicly on the podcast, but it's well known, uh, well I mean, known amongst t- amongst the podcast. For $5. Uh, I mean, what the hell? So right, let, let's go. Let's go not to buy it. The <laughs> informal news before I have to fucking mute all of you. I so, okay. In informal slash hype, hype, hype. Uh, roadmap 2024 <laughs> community spend proposal, presumably on Adam, due to ICF cutbacks in funding, informal and hyper hyper co-op have decided to put a proposal forward to the Cosmos Hub community to fund development and R&D of the hub for 2024. The spend prop is 5.7 million US dollars worth of Adam and would be converted from Adam to USDC with vesting occurring monthly to the fund the teams. Oops. That was me. <laughs> the prop includes <laughs> maintenance of hub, upgrades to ICS, testing and testnet support, and R&D for atomic IBC, mesh security, and IBC routing. Isn't the fucking – isn't there a fund for this? Aren't they already rich? Yeah, what? Well, well, Tendermint or All in Bits or whatever the fuck has like seven hundred million dollars, don't they? Seven hundred million. It was some. It was some comedy number. Like I was told the number that they had in the bank, and I was like, "That's not a real number." How much is mine? By an order of magnitude, maybe seventy mil or something. I don't know. It was some big fucking number, though. There was some big number knocking around. Ah, but are they the ICF? They're not. So why isn't ICF paying for this, though? Isn't that their fucking job? Yeah, that makes me confused about the purpose of ICF. Why would they... I think the ICF is confused about the purpose of the ICF. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we need to elect elect, um, Jacob Notional. (laughs) Let's do it. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just like Jeff... We need to get Jeff Amazon, Jacob Notional... Onto the ICF board to straighten this whole thing out. That's what we need that, to do. I don't know if that fits in my my new YOLO governance structure. I don't know. Might be a bridge too far. <laughs> AIB's rug the hub to pay for gnomes. 
Dang. Um, yeah, so I mean that seems like a little a little strange. I I am almost a hundred percent positive that it'll get passed because yes, voters. Because it looks like it's positive. There was a, a Word doc that was created that's more than two pages long, and it followed some sort of bullshit structure around proposal generation. That's usually you get over those three hubs, like those three those three hurdles, are usually pretty good, right? I really enjoy that it has become a norm to tell you what the different votes mean, right? Like a yes vote means this outcome will happen. A yeah. no vote means you wish babies were punted off of the Empire State <laughs> Building. Like, I don't think you get to tell me what my no vote means. A no with veto means you will burn in hell for eternity. Yeah. <laughs> Abstain. You wish to contribute to the quorum, but you formally decline to vote either for or against the proposal. Comma, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Stop being a pushy. <laughs> Yeah, um, you are you are Switzerland in World War Two. You want the gold, <laughs> but you are not that interested in combating fascism. But you have a lot of uh, nuclear fallout centers, just in case. Well, I guess that's that's post. That'd be that'd be post dub 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 two, wouldn't it? That's true. That's just Cold War era. So, so in other news, in other the news. Uh, <laughs> the TIA airdrop is live. Um, TIA is Celestia, uh, the the denom for Celestia, for those plebs who do not keep track of all of the tickers. You fucking plebs, get up to date. Hold on. I feel like we have a little bit more to discuss with the the informal thing. I Haven't we already talked about this before that? No, I I genuinely (laughs) want to talk about this. This is like, hold up. What the fuck? I did not agree to move Hold up, I wasn't done with the previous subject. I wasn't. I had a little bit more to make fun Uh, of it for. We'll delete this other news. Continue. The tier thing is worth saying. Okay, let me give me give me one more moment of 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 prime time. I mean, there's three minutes, so okay, I'll I'll be quick. (laughs) I feel like we've talked about it before that these proposals really need to be broken down a lot. There's a lot of topic being covered in this that they want funding for, right? Like. The comet testing thing, I, I feel like that should be its own thing in general. Atomic IBC, funding control mechanism, that's great. This is great content. I appreciate you thought about it. Why are they all in one single thing? Why, if you want to go to the community for funding, why is the community not defining what is worth pursuing? I grant that there should be some things that, like, there's like a, a phrase of like, people don't actually know what they want. Um, you kind of have to tell them what they want to a certain extent. And I appreciate that. I do. But... This is too much in one prop. This is just too much in one prop. No no prop should be $5.7 million. I mean, it kind of seems like words for the sake of saying words to bring across the punters to a yes vote. You know what I mean? Like, no no single prop should be over like whatever. Say it's say it's a million, say it's seven hundred thousand, say whatever the hell it is. But anything that this is that this large at five at six million dollars, fucking break it up. Yeah. Since when did mesh security become like a priority of the hub? I thought that was, was already basically funding that anyway. Yeah, I thought so too. Is that in here? Great call Isn't out. From like the accelerator down. Uh, and also, this- like, there are other people working on Atomic IBC as well. Why Why will all the money go to informal? Yeah. Well, that I mean, that's kind of the challenge, right? When you have multiple teams working on the similar type of thing is how do you fund? Yeah, I mean, like, it was a different team who actually did the, the, uh, the um, spec for... Atomic RBC initially. 
So this this and this multisig is well, it's a multisig. What the hell it is? But it's Stry Neutron, Avril from Neutron, Polkachu, somebody from Imperator, Josh Kepler, somebody TBD. Probably just Polk is intern who's gone rogue, finally gone fully rogue. Yeah, I'm surprised that. Sounds like there's naming names in that. I wonder. I wonder what. I wonder what component of this has anything to do with that knowledge space. 